0: Precious Lord, take my hand, the music of Aretha Franklin. Thank you. Mm -hmm. The peace of Christ be with you. Let's turn and greet one another. We welcome you to Laguna Presbyterian Church, especially if you are visiting with us today. We are delighted that you are here. There is a friendship pad on each one of the pews. It's near the center aisle. It's a black folder, and we'd love to have you fill it out and let us know you're here and then pass it down the row, whether you're regularly here or whether you're visiting with us today. In our connections inside of your bulletin you can see some of the announcements of things that are particularly going on this fall. One that is today is that out on the patio you have an opportunity to donate to some funds for school supplies for the children who live in Camp Pendleton. The school of Camp Pendleton, we always try to help them out at the beginning of the year and today's the last day for that collection because school's about to start. Our choir begins just two weeks from this coming Thursday, and if you've ever thought, huh, I might want to try that, I encourage you to come and try. I've been singing with the choir this last year at their practices, and it's a lot of fun. Even if you really don't read music very well, Linda helps us all, and it's just a lot of fun to try to figure it out. So give it a try this year. It might be something that's your open door that God is inviting you to go through. Inside of the connections you can see a reminder that our fall book talk is mud bound and we have some more books available on the patio today. We sold out last week, but we have some additional ones today. We're trying to do a photo directory that is electronic this year and so we'd love to have you send in a picture of you and your family, which, however that's appropriate. Uh, it can be a casual picture. We've received some really fun ones of people on vacation and we just like to do it that way. So um, send one in, and if you don't have a chance to do that or you can't do it, first Sunday in October, we'll have a chance for you to have your picture taken here. But that won't be nearly as much fun. Send us something that really looks like you, if you possibly can. If you're interested in the trip that is going to be going to Greece, it is not only a tourist trip, but it's also a ministry trip. We'll be involved with some refugees that are there. And Anna and George Kafalos, who were born in Greece, will be leading us to some of their favorite haunts in the country. Uh, That is, uh, The sign-ups for that are going on now at a cart on the patio. And then you notice that the deposit for that is due September 16th. So if you're thinking about it, think quickly. And if you put your name on the list out there, then we will email you the the, uh, link to do the online registration. That's how we're doing all of that. Also, we have two sets of flowers today. Oh, one set is for someone who is here in the first service, Jim and Judy Bergman, who are celebrating their 55th anniversary. And the other one is for somebody who's here now, Jack and Judy Bell, their 52nd anniversary. Congratulations. <laughs> Let's turn our hearts to the Lord.
1: Let us pray. Gracious and holy God, give us grace to seek you, wisdom to perceive you, and patience to wait for you. Grant us, O Lord, a mind to meditate on you, eyes to behold you, ears to listen for your word, a heart to love you, and voices to lift up our praise through the power of your Holy Spirit. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen.
0: Join me in the responsive call to worship that you'll find in in your bulletin. Sing a new song to the Lord who has worked wonders, whose right hand and holy arm have brought salvation. The Lord has made known salvation. He has shown justice to the nations.
2: He has remembered truth and love for the house of Israel.
0: All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout to the Lord, all the earth, sing out your joy. Sing psalms to the Lord with the harp, with the sound of music, with trumpets trumpets and the the sound of of the horn. horn. Acclaim Acclaim the the King, the the Lord, Lord. and so let us stand and praise him together.
3: Giver of immortal gladness, fill us with the light of day. Together.
4: Joyful, joyful. i is a time to worship come now is a time to give your heart come just as you are to worship come just as you are Surrender our lives, willingly our knees will bow. With all our hearts, soul, mind, and strength, we gladly choose you now. Come, now is the time.
3: instruments play church let us be seated by grace can we enter church. But he calls each one of us here by name. You are not here by accident. His spirit and your spirit are calling each other. His deep cries out to deep. He's called you Mary. He's called you Kim. He's called you Ken. Barbara. Ben. Juliet come. And so into your presence, Lord, we come. Now by your grace, let's sing together only by grace.
4: To your presence you call
2: You
4: draw. Now by your grace, we come. Now by your grace, we come.
0: Jesus said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment, and a second is like, to, like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Let us confess to God the ways in which we fall short of Jesus' call to love God and others, with our whole selves, let us pray responsively. Gracious God, you asked for my hands, that you might use them for your purpose. I gave, I gave them, them for a, a moment, moment, then, then withdrew, withdrew them, for, for the work, work was hard. You asked for my mouth to speak out against injustice, I gave you a whisper that I might not be accused you asked for my eyes to see the pain of poverty
2: I closed them
0: for I did not want to see you asked for my life that you might work through me I gave a small part that I might not get too involved Lord Forgive our calculated efforts to serve you, only when it is convenient for us to do so, only in those places where it is safe to do so, and only with those who make it easy to do so. Lord, have mercy as we bring to you the silent confessions of our hearts. For we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. My friends, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor heights, nor depths, nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Thanks be to God, amen.
1: I want to encourage you to open up your Bibles to the Gospel of Luke chapter 19. I believe you'll find it on page 82 in the New Testament portion of your pew Bible. Be reading from verses 1 through 10. Hear now God's word to us. He, Jesus, entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus, he was the chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and said, He has gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today, salvation has come to this house because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Guide us, O God, by your word and your spirit that in your word we would see light, in your truth find freedom, and in your will discover your peace through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The week before last, we put on our annual Club H2O surf camp for third through fifth grade boys and girls in our church and Of course, even children who do not attend this church regularly, it's been a great mission for us, for Laguna Press. It's a five-day camp. It's a full day, I'll tell you. There's Bible study and surfing and games and crafts and even kayaking, if you so choose. And one morning after I dropped off a group of kayakers at the Dana Point Harbor, I was walking slowly up the plank from the launching dock of the kayaks. Outside, up next to the rental office of the kayaks, there was a boy standing there, and I would say he was probably 13 years old or so. At first he was just standing, and then, and then he started to pace back and forth. His head was down, and he was talking to himself. At first, I could barely hear what he was saying. When I started getting closer, he was frustrated as he was pacing. And the closer I got, he became tormented as he was pacing. And his voice was rising with each and every pace that he took. And as I could listen in a little bit more, it was clear. That he was a special needs child. After a few more steps, I could see inside the rental office. And there was the boy's father. He was talking to the person behind the desk, I suppose, to rent some kayaks. And he had two other children. There was a daughter on one side that was just rambunctious, running around and everything. And the other girl was on his other side and she was just pulling on his shirt as he is attempting to rent these kayaks. I looked at that father, he appeared calm, cool, and collective. And he glanced over at his son and he remained calm. And I thought to myself, I am really impressed. Can this guy really be a human being? And then the boy, in his pacing, finally hit that threshold. Parents, you know that threshold I'm talking about? He hit that threshold, and his voice became a scream. And he started hollering out, where am I? How long is this going to take? What's going on here? It was a—it just a screeching scream. And then the dad dropped everything. And he darted towards his son, and he took him by the shoulders, and he looked at him right in the eye, and he cried out, Please stop! You've got to stop! Please stop! And then I thought to myself, He is human after all. And then the dad suddenly stopped, and he realized something. It was like he came to, and he closed his eyes, and he took a deep breath. And then his eyes opened, and with a calm voice, he looked back at his son, and he said, John, I love you. I'm renting us our kayaks. We're at the Dana Point Harbor. It's going to take about two more minutes. Can you just wait two more minutes? And then the boy embraced his father, and he started to cry. And as I looked back, both of them just seemed to calm down. As I continued my walk, I thought, that dad, he was all in. And there's only one reason for what I noticed and witnessed right there that is a father who loves his son. And then I thought, what a challenge. What a struggle it must be for that dad as he walks through that open door each and every day, striving with all that he has as a father to stay all in with that son. This summer we have been talking about open doors, opportunities that stand before us not only as a church, but I want to speak to us this morning as individuals as followers of Christ. There are times when a choice needs to be made through several doors. I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, sometimes it's door number one and door number two and door number three. And it may be something adventurous. Do you remember when you first chose what college you were going to and you had all of those choices to make? It was adventurous. And you thought afterwards, what job should I take? And where should I live? And how should I invest my money? What risks should I take in life? Those are adventurous. And some of the open doors are relational. What friends will I choose to become closer with and stronger with? Will I get married? And if so, how will I keep this marriage strong? Will we have kids? And how will we navigate these kids through life? Where will we go to church? And what will be the mission opportunities that we take advantage of in that church and community and world? Some of our choices are disconcerting. Which doctor might I choose for this health issue I'm struggling with? What do I do with a child that's going through problems or or a parent, or a friend. And there are times when we just have one door before us, just one door. And maybe we didn't wish it, maybe we didn't welcome it, but we know it's just the right thing to do to walk through that door. All of these doors have something in common. Whether they are welcomed or not, whichever the door, whichever one we have decided to walk through, that door and that journey will have struggles. There will be challenges and at times we will have to go through periods of suffering. It's just the way that life works. And there's a choice to be made as we walk through those doors before us. The choice is this. How will I respond day in and day out to the opportunity before me? John Ortberg, in his book, All the Places to Go, says this. I'm not in charge of which doors will be presented to me through my life. I may not be able to force a closed door to open. I'm not in charge of what's behind the door. But I am in charge of one dynamic. When a door is opened, I get to choose how I will respond. Sometimes it's what you do after the door opens that makes all the difference in the world. This raises a question for us this morning. What enables us as followers of Christ to walk through an open door with the response of being all in? And I believe that's where Zacchaeus comes in. I believe the Spirit led me to the story of this man this week as I was thinking about being all in. So what do we know about Zacchaeus? He's a tax collector. In fact, he's a chief tax collector. And tax collectors were not well liked back then. Even today, if that was your line of work, I doubt you'd be inclined to bring it up at a dinner party. It probably wouldn't go on very well. After you brought it up, people would start just to slowly walk away from you as you shared things about being a tax collector. So this man would have been despised by the community, considered a scoundrel, a traitor by his own people. You have a Jew, a Hebrew person, who's working for the Romans, the oppressor, the occupation army. And he would have demanded taxes for for the Romans. And if you wouldn't give him taxes, he could invite a Roman soldier to come over and encourage you to give taxes. And he would gather taxes for his own compensation. He would have taken extra by unlawful means. And as a chief tax collector, he was at the top of the pyramid of tax collectors and he could take his cut from each one of them. Not even the other tax collectors would have liked this guy. He was working in Jericho, a major thoroughfare with the main road that made its way from Galilee to Jerusalem. Jericho would have been right about there. This would have been the prime place to be stationed if you were a tax collector as people are making their way through that main road to pay their taxes, Do you think he was wealthy? The Bible tells us he was rich. And last but not least, I don't want to offend some of you, but he was a man of short stature. And one day, as Jesus was walking through Jericho on his way to Jerusalem from Galilee, and in just four chapters, he will be betrayed, denied, tried, and crucified. Jesus is well aware of what is before him in Jerusalem. Jericho would have been well aware of what was behind Jesus along his way to Jericho. News of his ministry would have spread like wildfire. He had just healed a blind beggar, and before that he had healed ten lepers of their disease. He would have taught crowds of people all along the way about the kingdom of God. Surely Jericho and surely Zacchaeus would have heard Jesus proclaiming the greatest commandment of all, would have followed Jesus wherever he went. You are to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your strength, all of your mind, and you are to love your neighbor as yourself. And everywhere that Jesus would have gone, the love of God would have reached out alongside him to people wherever he went. All kinds of people. Young and old and rich and poor and male and female, Jew and Gentile, slave and free. Those on the in and those on the outs. And yes, even tax collectors. Something inside Zacchaeus, moved him to see Jesus as he walked down that road. You may ask, was it curiosity? Did he just want to see what this Jesus was like, maybe what he looked like? Could it have been that something was deeply yearning, deep down inside of his soul that he wanted something more out of life? Could it have been that he knew that he needed God's forgiveness for all the things that he had done? that were against God's law? Could it have been the Holy Spirit working upon Zacchaeus' heart to warm him to the things of God? And I would say, just like for every single one of us, yes, all of the above. And for a number of reasons, his best chance to see Jesus would be to climb up in a tree, And Jesus sees him up there in the tree amongst all of the crowd and he knows exactly who Zacchaeus is and exactly what kind of a man Zacchaeus has been. And Jesus, he calls up to Zacchaeus by name, Zacchaeus! And then he invites himself over to Zacchaeus' house for table fellowship. Most theologians believe this is the moment when Zacchaeus had his conversion, when he placed his faith in Jesus as he came down from that tree. Zacchaeus recognized that Jesus would risk his reputation for me, for a scoundrel, for a traitor, for a sinner. He called me by name and he invited himself over to my house for table fellowship. This can only mean one thing. This Jesus, this Jesus loves me. And Zacchaeus' response to this newfound faith tells us everything. This man now, in just a few minutes, is all in. He's willing to give half of everything he has to the poor. The Old Testament calls for us to give 10% back to God. This man has given 50%. And he decides that he will give back everything he has ever taken unlawfully from anyone. The Old Testament calls for 100% of what you've taken, along with 20% interest. Zacchaeus goes 400%. So what has enabled Zacchaeus to respond and to live this way? He has experienced the love and grace of God. Love from God leads to love for God. And love for God always leads to love for our neighbor. And love always leads to joy. He's experienced the love of God. And in just those few minutes, he has learned that he has been blessed to be a blessing to others. The older I get, the more I've realized that if I'm going to be all in for all of these open doors in life before me, I have to have the love of God in my life. I need to experience that love from God each and every day if God's love is going to flow from my life to the life of the other. And I'm learning the older I get, the more I have to be reminded of that love each and every day, just even when I start out my day. To love others and maybe you are here this morning and you need to hear that you are loved by god and he calls you by name i love what ephesians says how long and deep and wide and high is the love that god has for us in jesus christ our lord and this morning as we approach this table we see the bread that reminds us of the body of christ we see the wine that reminds us of the blood of Christ that has brought us by his death into the presence of God to experience that love. Zacchaeus would come down from that tree, and Jesus, in his love for us, was crucified upon a tree, crucified to escort us into the love, grace, and mercy of God. And so may you know the tight grip that God has upon your hand that he will never let go because of the love that he has for you in Jesus, your Lord. Let us stand and affirm our faith in this God together. From the Apostles' Creed, you will find printed in your bulletin, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. I'd like to invite the ushers to come forward as we give of our tithes and offerings.
3: the humble you raise them high
4: you choose the weak and make them strong you heal our brokenness inside and give us life the same love that set the cast the faithless one aside and speak the words you are mine you call the cynic and the
2: proud
4: come to me now the same love that set the captives free the same love that open eyes to see is calling
3: Let's stand as we sing, Take My Life and Let It Be.
0: ever giving God source of all goodness and love with thanksgiving for all your mercies we return to you from our abundance all that we give we dedicate to your glory all that we keep we commit to your care we are only stewards of your bounty bless what we give and what we keep for all is from your generous hand We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Please be seated.
1: We are invited to this table. And as we come to this table, we see the bread that reminds us of the body of Christ that was broken for us upon the cross. And we see the wine that reminds us of the blood of Jesus that was shed for us on the cross, that we would be reconciled to our God, that we would know His eternal unconditional love for us through Christ. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Those who come to me shall not hunger. Those who believe in me shall never thirst. We come to this table to know the grace, mercy, and love of God. Let us pray.
0: Blessed are you, holy and faithful God. All your works, the heights and the depths, echo the heavenly music of your praise. In the beginning your words summoned light, night withdrew and creation dawned. You created in your image man and woman, the stewards of all creation. You gave us breath and speech, that all the living might find a voice to sing your praise. So now we gather at this table of your abundance, joining our hearts to praise you. When sin had scarred the world, you entered into covenant to renew the whole creation. You sent Jesus, your Son, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. He healed the sick, though he himself would suffer. He offered life to sinners, though death would hunt him down. But with a love stronger than death, he opened wide his arms and surrendered his spirit. Death could not bind him, for you raised him up and exalted him as Lord of creation. Send now your spirit upon this bread and cup, and fill them with the very presence of Jesus. Even as we pray for the day when your kingdom comes in its fullness, saying, Our Father, Father, who art in in heaven, heaven,
1: The Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, This is my body given for you. Eat of this in remembrance of me.
0: And in the same manner, after supper, he took the cup and said, This is the cup of the new covenant poured out in my blood. Do this remembering me. The Apostle Paul tells us that as often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we do show forth the Lord's death until he comes again. Our ushers will bring us down the center aisle a row at a time. We invite you to take a piece of bread and dip it in the cup and commune, and then make your way back to your seat by the side aisle. If it's difficult for you to get up and to walk forward, please let the ushers know. We would be very happy to come to you where you are. Lord, come and feed us with your very self. Let us worship God.
4: Sins away, slain for us, and we remember the promise made. Drink and remember, he drained death's cup that all may enter in to receive. respond, and to remember our call to follow in the steps of Christ as his body here on earth, as we share in his suffering.
3: feasted around the table of the King, and so he sends us out as his body here on earth to proclaim good news. Amen.
1: Jesus said, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another. All people will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. In the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, may you know God's love today and forevermore as we walk with Jesus. God bless you this week. Amen.